3: Sam Pets Radio, Australia's Callus Podcast Network.
4: Hi everybody, did you miss me? It's another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast. My name is Andrew Levins. I've not... Updated the feed in a while. Uh, The Serious Issues Facebook group has been inundated with unapproved posts asking where the podcast is. I could have just answered them, but I didn't. (laughs) There's just a a stream of them waiting to be approved or denied. Uh, I like leaving people in limbo. But uh, I thought it would be very evil of me not to do at least one last episode before the end of the year that was, 2021. Um, So this is going to be a best of 2021 In Comics and Manga special. Uh, I have multiple special guests that you're going to hear from throughout this episode, but joining me as co-host, frequent co-host of uh, the podcast in the last year. Uh, You may know them from their podcast, Wine Mums, uh, and of course, recent podcasts like our very good uh, deep dive into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, the Jojolian chapter, arc, volume, I don't know, whatever. The important thing is that Chloe Cade is here, Welcome, Chloe.
5: Hello, everyone better be voting for the JoJo Lion special for podcast of the year. That's all I'm saying. That's That's the the first award.
4: Best best episode of Serious Issues that most people tuned out of after three minutes, the JoJo (laughs) Lion uh, special that you, me, and Brian from Let's Fight a Boss uh, hosted a couple months ago. That was certainly a highlight of my year. So I assume it was everyone who listened as well.
5: All six of us.
4: (laughs) Um, so uh Chloe and I are going to I've got a massive pile of comics and almost so like let's be real, it's all manga. Uh but I've called upon a bunch of special guests to uh who who don't only read manga, some who also do, uh, to make a little a couple of uh of of voice messages for us where they count down their favorite comics of the year. But we'll hear from them later. Right now it's the official awards. Uh the first time we did a serious issues awards, it was me and Siobhan uh, and we decided to do it as a live event in a bar, and no one wanted to listen to us. So, if you go back very early in the Serious Issues feed, you'll find a fantastic episode where Siobhan and I just tell people to shut the fuck up while we say what our favorite comics. Can you also were for put that
5: like year. boxes and boxes of dollar comics in front of them as well.
4: Yeah, yeah. So there was like the the room was we got King's Comics to to like bring along. I think it was like fifty. Um, long boxes full of comics that we sold for one dollar each, which is like a dream to me. Like booze and 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 flicking through old comics, um, looking for a bargain. That's a that's a, an ideal night out. Then you give like two semi funny people uh, twenty minutes to to tell everyone to shut the fuck up around you. That's a perfect night out. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a funny breakdown of, of crowd. Some people who just came there for the comic book bargains, some people who came there just to drink. Not really anyone who came there just for the episode. So uh, it's a lot calmer this year. However, it feels like a decade ago. Certainly multiple pandemics ago. Um, that first live, live uh, awards show. But we're not live, but we are doing awards. This is the Serious Issues Awards for 2021. Um, I'm making up all the categories as I go along. Uh, because all of the comics in front of me are going to win an award. And I'm going to kick the awards off, the proceedings off, Chloe, with... Um, my award for best comic that I read that could also be used as a weapon. And that is going to go to Berserk Deluxe Edition, volumes one through eight, published by Dark Horse, um, by the fantastic and sorely missed, unfortunately passed away this year, Kentaro Mayura. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Um man, you've you you've kind of grown up reading this, right, Chloe?
5: Yeah, since like early high school I was reading Berserk and obviously this year was kind of a tragic end to that series but I suppose also it was a beautiful time to reminisce on the series. The final chapter we ever got for it as well was kind of equally tragically fitting as an ending but there was also a larger amount of people who got into the series this year as well so myself you know, included yeah yeah great a uh, great time just looking at all the art again as you send it to me.
4: Yeah. So yeah, it's it is one of the kind of like all time most beloved manga runs. Even though it is, you know, in its in its current state, kind of forever unfinished. Um, I'm I'm now. I think I've got maybe six volumes left. um, Because yeah, I've read all eight of the deluxe editions that have been published so far. I've got nine on the way to me, which is very exciting. I'm going to reread that. But I picked up all of the volumes that haven't been collected yet uh, digitally on the Dark Horse app. Um, If you if you stay tuned to their, they actually have amazing deals on that Dark Horse digital app, um, especially around Cyber Monday, um, that time of year, um, and I think they do a all Manga sale at some point earlier on in the year. So stay tuned for that. But um, the. I managed to get, I think, all the volumes for like $2 each or something like that that I didn't have yet. So it's a very, very cheap and legal way to read extremely high-res scans of, official scans of of the Berserk volumes. But I got to say, even though I usually would kind of shy away from Omnibus um, format for comic books, uh, the deluxe editions of Berserk are just, it's the way this extremely epic, gruelling, gritty, heartbreaking series should be read
5: yeah i'm thinking about getting them but like it's a lot but also they're so good they're so large they're so they're like bricks brick sized
4: yeah especially the double the double spreads are just like they just there's there's so much power in them you know
5: (laughs) but also not quite as large as like a big dumb comic omnibus and omnibus and that helps
4: yeah, you're right. But it, it, look the important thing is that it can still be used as a weapon and therefore it wins the best weapon slash comic book of twenty twenty one. Berserk Deluxe Edition one through eight. I mean if I mean you could you could absolutely kill up like more than eight people with each of those volumes. So you know if you got if you've got well, one, they this, won't this fall apart year, after Absolutely. Being yeah, yeah. Your 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 attackies face might, but the comic will not. Uh on to
5: the next award, Chloe. Woo! Uh, I think Levin's had more time than me to make these up, so I'm just doing this on the fly, but the... Uh... I'm, I'm also doing this on the fly. Oh, okay. Uh, the award yeah. for most bullshit uh, appeal in the year goes to Seven Cs releasing the classic manga collection of Kamen Rider and Himitsu Sentai Gorenga in the year that I got into Tokusatsu. Uh, okay, so... so...
4: If you, I mean, Chloe. First of all, shout out your Twitter feed because it's pretty much exclusively <laughs> Carmen Ryder uh, yeah. related content now.
5: Uh, you can follow me, uh, Diddles MVP. Uh, it's just like art and takes. I find there now, despite the fact I hadn't. I watched a bit of Power Rangers as a kid, and you know what? As a kid, I hated Power Rangers. I mean, I still don't really watch Power Rangers, but this year, for some reason, after not having seen a single episode, I've at least seen more than I care to admit. Um so
4: Kamen Rider when when did it when did it start was it a TV series first or a
5: Yeah so this so what was both about Super Sentai and Kamen Rider the biggest tokusatsu properties The Kamen Rider started in 71 and then Super Sentai was 76 both by Shotaro uh, Ishinomori who has done like uh so many classic series He's up there with like Honestly, Tezuka, going a guy for what he's done. Uh, he'd, uh, he'd done like Cyborg 009, if you're more familiar with that. But he'd done a superhero series called Skullman, and that was really mm-hmm. popular. But uh, I, one of the Toei, I think, as they were just Toei, or just like a studio company, came up to Ishinomori uh, specifically and went, can you write us a, a script for like a live action TV show? And so he came up with Carmen Rider first as kind of like a bit of Skullman, a bit more. And then the same thing happened five years later when they asked him to do a team sort of series and he did Goringa. And what happened was he wrote the original pitch for the series, which got taken. And then he basically wrote a manga adaptation, almost like his own spin as just taking what was, you know, sort of lower budget TV shows and then taking that very simple idea and then just Blowing them up. So, like, Kamen Rider is obviously suits and fighting in Japan, but then he took that, and when he wrote his own manga version of it, it's like a worldwide affair of fighting giant spiders in Berlin and then fucking off to America. And uh, what Seven Seas has done after doing so many great stuff with, like, uh, Space Battleship Yamato, stuff like that, Go Guys Works, and also Lupin the Third had a collection this year I didn't get to read. Uh, we got. Has that of... come out
4: yet properly? I, th- I really want to get that. I think I, I keep trying to. I'm I've been scanning like online for it, but I can never find it.
5: Yeah, I think it's not like in bookstores, but it's out online. Maybe. I okay. Don't know, the the supply chain has been real fucked this year for some, some reason. reason. Uh, yeah.
4: yeah. It's all the it's it's the chip shortage. It's it's affecting <laughs> manga now. <laughs>
5: uh... And yeah, so Seventies has taken these uh, original these original manga for both Goranga and Kamen Rider, packages up all the issues in one. Not quite as chunky, but still very chunky, nice hardback edition in these good in this gorgeous sort of like A four size volumes, and they rule. They're equally timeless and that classic Seventies appeal. There is um. The art looks fantastic. I'm not sure if any of it ever got redone or it's just as it was in the 70s because this is still some of the most kinetic, f- like, super enjoyable manga. It just flies off the pages. super kicks and transformations are flying around. If you have any interest in these series at all, if you just love that sort of classic manga, if you just want an in on it, maybe, if you just want a sizable brick but not quite the brick of the Berserk Volumes... Mm-hmm. Shouting these out Came out the perfect You could, you could
4: definitely me. Break an arm with it Maybe not smash so <laughs> On an entire head Yeah yeah It's
5: like Karate block level It's fine
4: <laughs> And um, to update Give an update On the the Third Greatest Heists, The classic manga collection It was released On the 21st of December So it should be available <sighs> Everywhere Shit. now And Seven Seas Published that one too So uh, definitely Try and uh, track that one down I'm super excited It's all Monkey Punches Original stuff Which I know Is very different To all the iterations Of Lupin That I've seen In the anime So I'm excited and a little bit trepidatious. <laughs> um, so that's it for our first two awards. I'm going to Carmen Rider and Berserk so far. Uh, Chloe, I think it's time we take. Uh, we have a little a guest. Our first guest uh, to present her favorite uh, comics of the year. We have uh, the one and only Siobhan Coombs, of course. Uh, previous co-host of this podcast, she now runs Cockatoo Comics the out of Sydney. The real winner this year. Yeah, her own started her own comic book store. Um, which you can uh, visit. Is it just cockatoo I believe That's something like that. Um, and uh, she has all kinds of amazing uh, independent comics and secondhand comics that you can buy from her store online. Uh, she's doing market stalls and stuff throughout Sydney too. So looking forward to watching Siobhan grow Cockatoo comics. But for now, let's hear what her favorite comics of 2021 were.
6: Hello, serious issues fam. It's me Shinbone. I miss you all. I love you all. I hope you're all doing well given the circumstances. Um, 2021 was an incredible year for comics, so at least we have that, right? Here's my best of. Uh, Probably top of the list is Heaven, issue one, by Katie Skelly, self-published. Katie Skelly's latest book, Four Teenage Girls Investigate a Mysterious Strip Club. I mean, that's got me all over it. Brilliant. Um, Bark Bark Girl by Michael Furler. This isn't really in any kind of order, but this is just my favourites. Um, this was published by Piao Studios. PAO Studios, however you want to say it. Um, and it is about a foul-mouthed teenage slacker um, who keeps losing her dog. And it sort of talks about early webcomics culture and procrastination, and it, it just really appealed to me, and I think a lot of you will really get a lot out of it. Uh, 2020 by Annie Huang. Annie Huang is not just the other half of Cockatoo Comics. She's also a great... Comic creator in her own right, and 2020 is her first autobiographic novel. It's totally brilliant. Um, Another locally produced comic, Still Alive, by Safdar Ahmed, which uh, recounts his uh, experience of doing art classes at Villawood Detention Centre. Every Australian should read it. Um, But it's also just a great book. Really, there's so much work gone into it and it is like beautiful to look at and hard and touching and yeah really brilliant uh heaven no hell by michael deforge it's a collection of his short stories he if he puts something out in the year it's gonna be on my best of list get used to it um but it's really really brilliant and it's a great introduction to his work if you're not familiar with it already uh crash site by nathan cowdrey is a foul-mouthed, disgusting uh, drug book, drug book, sort of a crime fiction thing about a a sexy young cocaine smuggler who uh, smuggles packages in her sweet little dog and when they crash in the Amazon desert uh, bad things take place. Anyway, totally brilliant, really enjoyed it. Uh, Stone Fruit by Lee Lai, is one of the most like moving pieces of fiction I've read probably ever. It is um, such a beautiful book about families and relationships and I think it is uh, sort of a beautiful love story. I loved it. I loved it. And I think think that's probably my best of 2021 list. Sorry, I really ran through that, guys. But um, you should check out all of those books that I talked about. And if you're in Australia and if you're interested in any of these books, they are all available at cockatoocomics.com. And because I love you guys, there is a uh, 10% off code you can use, which is just serious issues to get 10% off um, your Cockatoo Comics order. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, Happy New Year and God bless.
4: Thanks, Shinbone. What a beautiful uh, thing that you said that I haven't listened to yet. So uh, if, if, if she insulted me for three minutes, uh, the egg's going to be on my face. Uh, but hey, i got Chloe here. Um, it's our 2021 Greatest Comic Awards of 2021 special. And I think it's time for me to award... This is a special award for the best ongoing series that I thought ended at the start of 2021... But actually, it ended at the end of 2020. And of course, that goes to Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Um, It feels... I can't believe it's been an entire year since that series uh, finished uh, with its 97th chapter. Uh, Of course, it is being collected uh, via Viz Media um, through their Shonen Jump uh, kind of paperbacks. I think they're up to the seventh volume now they've been publishing. And those have been really great too. I love... I love those uh, colour covers on those. So rereading the series every couple months when the new volume comes out has been great. But uh, I think that is one of the most satisfying end to a shonen manga I've ever read. And, you know, those series are kind of... Very few of them are actually written with the intention of ever finishing. They are these things that kind of go forever and ever and ever until people stop reading it as much. So then they have to finish it, wrap, wrap things up. And I've read so many... Manga series that the endings were just so disappointing uh, because I, get, I feel like the writer has no idea what to do. But uh, Fujimoto, I mean Chainsaw Man's story, he kind of hints at it not really being over. But this 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 run, this first volume ends on such an amazing note. Um, Con- uh, Chloe, was it very satisfying for you?
5: Oh yeah, I um I still think about that. I think it. I think the weird thing about remembering where it is is that it's neither. Died down in the uh, cultural conscious even a little bit. And we've got part two coming sometime next year. I'm not sure whether it's like the first half or the second half. But, like, my Twitter feed is still just very good or very horny art, uh, completely capturing that series appeal. It is, I wouldn't say, not ruined other sort of shonen manga, but there was still something to it that was like, it felt incredibly special reading it every week, and without it, it's it's not quite the same. Mon- mm. The Mondays aren't quite the same.
4: Yeah, it was it was such a good like, especially like the, I feel like the last like ten weeks were just so exciting. Every like knowing that there was a new Chainsaw Man coming up was a was a was a real, was a real good time. Uh, so if you have not read it yet, it's a very very uh, achievable manga. It's less than a hundred chapters, um, and uh, at least at least half the series is out in uh, in paperback format now. But check it out. I mean, if you, if you have the Shonen Jump app, which I mean, I haven't. It's not an official award this year because it's just going to keep winning it until anyone even attempts to be competitive towards what they offer. But the Shonen Jump, I think, is by far the best deal in digital comics uh, across the world. I think it's best
5: deal for two dollars, two dollars US
4: a month, yeah, or well, two dollars ninety nine Australian for us. Um, Shonen Jump, um, it's just the best value. I, I don't I can't think of any service that I pay for. Um, that comes close to offering what Shonen Jump offers um, Even if you do fully stay up to date And you're only really reading the comics that are free each week anyway I kind of feel like it's just worth your time Just supporting these guys as you can Because I feel like it's like some of the most pirated artwork in, in the world <laughs> um, You may as well uh, give back where you can to a uh, to a great company Um so, that is my, my 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 second award. Chloe, you've got a second award for us?
5: Uh, I have the... This series started in, like, 2019, but there was two new volumes this year. So, it counts. Award goes to A Sign of Affection by Sue Morishita, which is a very lovely shoujo romance, which I have to say was maybe 50% of what I read this year. Just really back on it. Uh, this is one of... Mostly... This- so-
4: you, you you took you took a, a step away from magical girl and just focused <laughs> on on the girl part.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, just you know, it's a lot of the same writers, so it's the same wheelhouse. I'm not betraying anyone, but this stuff is a lot of the bread and butter which I was sort of reading in high school as well. But something like a sign of affection, and a lot of what I've read this year as well. Shout out! Shout out to like uh, sweat and soap and wataku. Um, Just that a lot of the stuff getting released in English now is also focusing on, like, an older age demographic as well. There's a lot more things of, like, romances between college students and office workers. And let me tell you, a comfy office romance is where it's at. But A Sign of Affection is about a young uh, college girl who is deaf, uh, making her way through college when she sort of runs into this very charming international student in japan who himself is like trilingual i think and has a love of languages so they sort of hit it off as just sort of being very not like very nice to each other and this man's kind of interested in other languages also having something to do with her own sign language and what blooms in this book is a very sweet romance a very understanding romance a very good book at like picturing the life of a deaf woman in japan uh a book with an older cast, a book that also like bucks a lot of the melodrama. Like there's the sort of old flame story and like a romantic rival. And most of it is just solved through talking and understanding each other's emotions. And the art is just so sweet. You got books set in like winter with snow and it just, it hits different. That's a sign. That's of great. Passion.
4: Awesome. Yeah. The, the artwork is, looks, looks great. I love the, the colorful covers too.
5: Oh yes. I think that was like, what stuck out to me. It's like this nice, the first one was just like a nice pink on the shelf. And it's like that one.
4: I'm such a dumbass for like, if if it, if it just have a, <laughs> has a nice colorful cover, I'm like, Poor, yeah. Get this. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so we got two more awards in the can, two great awards. How I think right, the it? awards for the awards for best awards so far go to us. <laughs> um, let's hear from another special guest. Um, you may remember him from the aforementioned Joe Jolian, uh, special that we did earlier this year. Uh, He is much better known for being one of the hosts of uh, the excellent Let's Fight a Boss podcast. And if you are looking for like the award for best, best of podcast, (laughs) best of 21 21 (laughs) podcast goes to Let's Fight a Boss's uh, Game of the Year episode. Even if you don't play video games, hearing three close friends argue about their favorite games of the year for including the pre-show five hours that's one of the highlights of my year (laughs) so um uh yeah definitely check out let's fight a boss and uh we here we have brian from let's fight a boss uh going through his favorite comics and manga of 2021 take it away brian hey
7: how's it going this is brian from the let's fight a boss video game podcast i was a guest on serious issues alongside Chloe from Wine Moms back in September, where we all talked about Joe Jolian and the ending of that series. And this has kind of led to me thinking about what other manga I enjoyed this year. And for sure, absolutely, Joe Jolian. I love the ending of that. Um, I think wrapping up a decade-long series like that and trying to get as much of it out in the open and kind of trying to stick that landing. That's a tricky thing to do, but I honestly thought the ending of Joe Jolyon was fantastic. And it's been a few months now since it wrapped up and I'm still kind of looking back on it. And I was definitely satisfied. A couple of other uh, manga I enjoyed this year. Um, There was one called Coco no Hito. Uh, This ran in the 2000s in Young Jump, which is where uh, Gantz and Liar Game were also published. And I ended up reading this one because it's kind of a contemporary of theirs. It is about a climber who is alone in the world and doesn't fit into society. But when he's climbing a mountain, he is in his element. And it's about him practicing and training and eventually scaling the east face of K2, which is the second highest mountain in the world, but is also the most dangerous and in real life, nobody has scaled the east face of K two, so it's kind of cool that it borrows from uh, the real world like that. Then another oldie that I read is *Humunculus*, that also ran in the two thousands. That is about a uh, salary man who lives on the fringes of society by his choice, and uh, he sleeps in his car and ends up in a situation where he needs to uh, settle a debt. And volunteers himself for a a experimental surgery, which opens up a hole in his mind and allows him to see humans for what they are. And any human with psychological damage uh, or who has, I guess, emotional baggage or any sort of kind of traumatic history, he sees their true form. And it's kind of him just seeking out other individuals like him and kind of getting to the root of their problems And then another series, and I think this one is probably my favourite. I'm only going to be talking about manga, by the way, because I think that's kind of um, my comics of choice. I'm sorry, Western comics, I don't read enough of you. Uh, But my favourite series this year has to be Jigan. I think this one wrapped up in November of this year, and it is uh, about a cop who gets a power that turns his hand into a gun which <laughs> in retrospect is very on the nose and it's absolutely edgy bullshit to the max but since then it's certainly pivoted away from that it's one of those things where every couple of chapters they're trying a new thing and where it was in the earlier chapters is completely different to where it is now and i think that's kind of what i'm enjoying most about gigan It's about the protagonist looking for other people uh, who have powers like him, and they've all gained their powers from magical alien frogs. It's a very, very special series, and uh, I highly recommend it if you're into some gourmet bullshit. I think that's all I got. Shang Chi is pretty good if you're into comic books, if you're into Marvel stuff. Been reading some 90s X Men, Uh, he teams up with the X Men in issues 62 to 63 so i'm just reading that short story yeah that's kind of it i read a lot of other stuff but it's not really worth talking about anyway that's all i got goodbye
4: thanks brian and a nice reminder to go check out let's fight a boss podcast uh something else i mean usually it's just manga that that chloe puts me onto but let's fight a boss was a podcast that you recommended to me about two years ago and i've been addicted about a year after you pestered me in that first <laughs> moment, yeah. I, I mean, listening. I think I first started listening to their Game of Game of the Year episode last year, and uh, it's a great way to get hooked. Um, I highly recommend oh, that podcast if you are on, looking lovely. for a new one. Um. So, okay, we're still giving out very serious awards, and uh, you know what? I'm going to give out this very cool award. This award goes to coolest... Um, IRL interaction I had with a legendary manga creator oh. <laughs> in 2021, <laughs> um, and this isn't even like a name drop story. I can I can do those too. This is just an insane thing that happened to me that I it just makes no sense. Um, I I think the first person I told about this as it happened was you, Chloe. Um, a couple about a month and a half ago, my mom is a uh, is a cardiac nurse. Um, So, she works at a a hospital in Sydney. Um, She only works like two days a week. Um, And one of the days, uh, someone happened to cross her path. She sent me a text saying, do you have any manga comics by Tetsuya Totsuka? And I googled that name straight away. Um, First of all, at first I laughed at mum's spelling of the word manga. Uh, She put an extra N in there, very funny. Um, And uh, Tetsuya Totsuka is actually um, the, uh, the, the real name, Of a famous mangaka whose name is Tetsu Kariya, Um, and uh, he is the author of a manga series called Oishinbo, which I think is one of the most famous—not even just manga, like comics, books about food in Mm -hmm. Um, history—and actually one of the most popular, um, highest-selling manga series ever. Um, It's been—it was published for over thirty years. Um, There was 111 volumes, and it sold more than 135 um, million copies. I think it's in the top 10 of highest-selling manga series of all time. And crazily, I had no idea, but uh, Tetsu Kariya, the, the mangaka the writer, the, just the writer of sorry of, of Oishinbo, he moved to Sydney in the early 90s. Um, so my mom sent a, a text to me saying, do you have any, any manga by this guy? And I said, I've got the first volume of his manga called Oishinbo. It's a food manga. And my mum said, lovely man, here's my patient today. And I just wrote back, what? Mum, what the hell? <laughs> Having no idea that this guy whose book I've had on my shelf... I think it's like, I think my wife and I worked out that it's the first manga I ever purchased. Rather, she purchased it for me the first year we were dating back in 2008. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, he's been living in Australia um, since the 90s. And in fact, even though like... There's only been seven or eight volumes of Oishinbo that have been collected um, for Western release. Um, As he continued to write it throughout the 90s and 2000s, he actually had multiple arcs um, set in Australia, featuring like Australian restaurants and chefs that actually exist. And all those Australian restaurants would um, uh, see like big bumps in in. in tourism, Whoa. so like lots of Japanese visitors, whenever he featured them, just showing how how popular his and and how like influential his manga series is. Um, so I wrote, you know, I, Mom, I can't believe it that he's that's an actual legend you have that you're looking after today. For God's sake, make sure his heart doesn't stop. And um, Mom said, uh, he, She said, Oh, I, I gave him your address. And then so a week later in the post comes uh, Oishimbo a la carte. Um, I think the, the, the fifth or sixth volume Which is called Fish, Sushi and Sashimi um, And signed by Tetsu Korea Made out to me A truly beautiful gift And of a, of a bizarre and unexpected moment um uh so i sent him back something that he will definitely appreciate considerably less than the gift he sent me uh, i sent him a signed copy of my first children's book <laughs> nelson pumpkins and aliens I'm, I, he, I'm pretty sure he has grand grandchildren so uh maybe he can read it with them um but uh man what a, what a wild wild story and like uh, it just my mom is just like the nicest person ever so of course this happened because of her niceness but uh shouts to my mom best mom of 2021 and uh and also best best story that I have to tell people from 2021. So everyone go read Oishimbo. Uh, they're all very very cheap if you look for them online. I bought. They're always after...
5: in like uh, dimmicks and like QBDs and big bookstores as well. So they're always yeah, totally. around.
4: I found them all for like fourteen dollars a volume. Um, so I now own all of them, which is great. Um, and not only did I do I own all of them, but I also had to buy them, then wrap them, and then give them to myself on Christmas Day, which is always a fun experience. <laughs> um all right time for your third award chloe go uh
5: time for nothing else seems that cool after that so i'll just go with one i didn't really have an idea for anyway uh mm-hmm. free great award uh, thank you i worked really hard on it. uh free beyond journey's end by kanahito yamada and sukasa abe is a fantasy book but hear me out a good one uh so Wait. this is this starts with a very sort of like classic dungeons and dragons fantasy approach a team of like an elf a human uh you know a little dwarf a paladin head off into the world they fight the evil they win they are celebrated as heroes and then it cuts to 50 years later where everyone's gone this separate paths and the elf of that party our protagonist is coming is dealing with the fact that as in most mythology, elves live a lot longer than everyone else, so 50 years pass, and she meets up with her band again, as one of them has just passed away from old age. And what kicks off this story then is this beautiful journey of, like, not so much self-discovery, but almost, and, like, finding one's place in the world, as she sort of meets with her companions for the what would be the last time before she wouldn't see them again, and then heading off to sort of fulfill their last wishes as they've passed on and she's have to come to terms with like what her new sort of semi-immortal life goes from here and it goes towards her like taking on an apprentice that one of them used to know and sort of just going out to the world what is sort of a, a series that is almost episodic in a way but always has that really strong through line it is it does a lot of what I love, which is, like, taking classic tropes, in this case, classic fantasy tropes, and it'll bring, like, the most emotion out of everything with the most human aspects. Uh, it has a great dynamic uh, in the central of this elf and this, like I said, young apprentice she takes on. It uh, was just someone one of the party used to know. And it always has the most beautiful art, I think. Like, for a book that is weekly, the substantial quality of the art is like incredible double page spreads and just pages and pages of just silent art that are able to just tell all the emotions it's uh it's really something i think if you love fantasy if you love those really human stories if you just love good art i think it's like a surefire hit and i think it is like i think it's selling really well for just its first volume which is out now came out like a couple of months ago from viz
4: cool So uh, yeah, in my head, I'm always like, I hate fantasy, but then I've read Berserk this year and it's one of my best favorite things ever (laughs) and it is without a doubt a fantasy story. So uh, I think I like fantasy now. I don't know. Return
5: of the Fantasy Um, 2021.
4: So maybe I'll check that one out too. Um, let's hear from another special guest. Uh, she has been a special guest on this podcast, plus Chloe's podcast, Wine Mums, uh, as well as uh, other friends of the show, like the um, Comics Deserve Better podcast. Uh, we have Rebecca Hart, who was last seen on uh, this podcast, I think reviewing X of Swords, um, where, which uh, she reviewed with, uh, with Jake, who we'll hear from a bit later in the show as well. But uh, let's hear what her favorite comics of 2021 were right now.
8: Hi, Serious Issues. Um, it's Rebecca. Uh, so, starting off for favourite comics of the year with one that you might not expect me to pick and it's called Stray Dogs and it is by Little Pony, My Little Pony artists Tony Fleeks and Trish Forstner. Uh, they describe it as Lady and the Tramp meets Silence of the Lambs and that's exactly what you get. Really cute uh, dogs uh, drawn in very sort of Don Bluth style uh, crossed with horror. Uh, that's Image Comics, and I think went pretty under the radar for DC Superman uh, and the Authority. Obviously, uh, <laughs> that's uh, Grant Morrison, and uh, it is Superman older makes a mistake and uh, assembles a new Authority to which will um, complement his uh, waning skill levels and it pulls Manchester Black in who's from the Elite uh, which was a piss take of the Authority and the Authority was obviously a satire on DC Comics so he pulls this all together and it leads off into Action Comics which is also really good at the moment so very much recommend that on the Marvel side (laughs) uh, Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil uh, right through to Devil's Reign great fun Al Ewing's Guardians of the Galaxy for its beautiful work on Star-Lord and Nova. And I think uh, Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man run's been very good. Kang the Conqueror that you covered, extremely good, just finished. Um, Really good intro to a character that has a crazy uh, history in comics. And Jed McKay's Moon Knight. And we should also mention Captain America Iron Man, which came in right at the end of the year. And was clearly made just for me. Um, the Marvel ones, I haven't given you all the things on because I didn't have much time. And very much think you should read them all. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. And Happy New Year.
4: Amazing list. Yet another fantastic collection just of words out of the park. that I didn't listen to before putting this episode together. So don't let me down, Rebecca. I assume you didn't. Obviously you didn't. Um, we're up to our fourth award of uh, of the episode, uh, Chloe and just having a look at all these awards in front of me. Yep. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do, let's do best shown and jump series mm. Cur- uh, currently being published. <laughs> <don't> this is <laughs> one, the not, couple. not ever currently because it's, it, it it gets trickier and trickier each year. I feel, um, I guess we can just kind of go through which ones we actually still read now, which ones we're enjoying, um, which ones we're not enjoying. Cause I uh, shown and jump, I think, you know, one of the most influential, um, uh, Manga, ongoing manga uh, compilations uh, each each week um, That, you know, is, is aimed at teenage boys um, But is is very, very wide It's a lot wider reaching in its scope than it used to be, that's for sure um, Obviously, the main reason Chloe and I are reading it each week Is to keep up with One Piece, which we are both great fans of I think One Piece had an amazing year um, The Wano arc has, you know, it still feels like it has so much steam in it but um, I think it had a lot of excellent fights and great character moments this year, which is the reason, you know, you read a Shonen manga. Um, did you enjoy One Piece this year? year wasn't it? Yeah, that's right.
5: Mm. Crazy
4: shit. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, there there have been so many great moments for so many of our favourite characters. I feel like all the Straw Hats, the core kind of eight to nine members have had excellent moments this year, and the ones that haven't had as big a focus as the others, I'm sure, are coming up uh, early next year. But uh, we had like a, a a scare at the beginning of the year with um, Oda's health. I think he had to take a couple of weeks off, but he's all good. And uh, the comic, the, the, the artwork looks better than ever. I reckon. Um, so great year for One Piece. Um, here are my favorite um, uh, Shonen Jump stories. Oh, sorry, manga that that uh, series that, uh, that that's coming out like either in Shonen Jump week to week or in Shonen Jump Plus. So Spy Family. Um, Kaiju number eight, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, One Piece, and Sakamoto Days, which is uh, like fifty something chapters in, um, and started as a kind of like more of a gag manga where it's like this like ex assassin who was previously like the best assassin in the world who is now an overweight um, uh, convenience store clerk, and um, he basically a hit gets put on him. And it, it's, it leads to him ha- having to constantly get into uh, interactions with people from his past. Um, it's very violent. It's very funny. Um, I think it's a really, really great series and probably the best newer series in Shonen Jump. Certainly one that I don't live in fear of being cancelled constantly. I'm also quite behind on Witch Watch, which, Chloe, I know you're a big fan of. I was going to say, that's Uh, my
5: big hit of the year, that I am constantly in fear of being cancelled, because I can't trust anything (laughs) anymore, but uh, (laughs) that is the sweetest comedy going on, well, I don't know, the sweetest comedy this year that's come out, uh, because Spy Family, spoiler alert, I think gets my nod for the best shonen current serialisation this year, but Witch Watch warms my heart every single week. It's got that yeah, nice bit I of ca- romance, nice bit of action. I,
4: I caught up on Spy Family. I was behind and, uh, man, it, the, that, the, the current arc on the boat um, was just so much fun. Uh, one of the best. If you yeah, if you are always like, God, I wish they would shut up about manga. Um, well, for one, I want to let you know that you're about 40 minutes into an all manga episode. <laughs> um, and for two, maybe uh, I think Spy Family is a great first, my first manga. Um, for anyone who has not dipped mm. their toe in the water yet. Big anime nice coming
5: next year too, so that's gonna boost that shit. Yeah, you ca- can you can read it before it gets big. Trust us, you very read true. it now. Very true. You were there before yeah. it all happened.
4: And Kaiju number eight, another very solid yes. series as well. I know I mentioned it earlier, but um great art, great story. Um it comes out like it's like the least regular out of all those. It's maybe like you think you get two to three a month. Um but uh it's 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 a solid series, that's for sure. Um, And now the award for um, Shonen Jump series that is like just totally fine. I have very little emotion for, (laughs) but I still read it every week. And that is Dr. Stone, a a series that started out really strong um, and is now kind of like, it just feels like we're we're, we're approaching the end and it's fine. Like the art's still pretty good and there's some funny moments in it. It's kind of like loosely about... Instead of solving problems with fighting, they solve problems with with science. Um, They've they've been trapped in stone for for thousands of years, and then they come out and they have to basically reinvent everything uh, from scratch. It's it's a fun premise, but it's kind of I feel like it's running on fumes sometimes. Um, But look, hey, not 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 a too dishonorable award. Uh, Unlike the next award, which is a series that I actively dislike, however, have read well over 300 uh, chapters of and still keep up with every single week. And that award goes to My Hero Academia. I don't know why I read it, but I do. And uh, it never makes me feel good. And I think I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And they had, man, some of the chapters... I know it's immensely popular. People love this series. Uh, I, I find the anime even worse but um, uh, I know a lot of people's biggest problem with Demon Slayer is how much Tanjiro cries, um, and I would say the crying in My Hero Academia is even more ridiculously over the top. There was one arc where people just, like, apologized to the to Deku, the main character from My Hero Academia, um, and I swear, over, over the course of three weeks, he just did not have tears in his eyes, and it was... So melodramatic and stupid. I just, yeah, I-, I sent you that chapter, just like saying, like this is yeah. this is how bad this series can get, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, no good. Sorry, My Hero Academia fans. I know there are millions of you, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I also don't know why I-, I read it every single week. So I'm part of the problem. Maybe you all are too. Um, so those are my Shonen Jump related
5: uh, awards. Chloe, your fourth award. Oh, you won't like this one. This is the Betrayal Award. The I read some comics in the last month award. Quite
4: I really wanted to be like, Oh, I also read some comics but I couldn't remember any of them. I think I read a <laughs> Batman one.
5: <laughs> uh, that's probably the worst one to choose. Yeah. Um, so I can feel confident in this one that I haven't listened to Rebecca's or Jake's, but they've probably both got a lot of these on there, so I will just run through some ones I read really quickly. Uh, Swamp Thing by Ram V and Mike Perkins. This is maybe my favourite comic of the year. Uh, Ram V is such a superstar from These Savage uh, Shores and uh, The Many Deaths of Layla Starr, which I haven't got to, but really want to, but this Swamp Thing... Yeah, I heard
4: great things about that. They they, they raved about that on uh, Comics Deserve Better.
5: Yeah. Good pod, adjacent pod of the year award comics mm-hmm. category i'll allow it <laughs> um and yes yeah, one thing is like maybe the best swamp thing since the original alan moore run and this is uh just the best of dc supernatural the best of ram v's incredible uh storytelling and there's such a big part of this on change and the power of ideas and what ideas can do to change people and vice versa and mike perkins just killing it like it's vertigo all over again it is it's really something uh cool yeah i think like anyone can get into that Ah, the new moon knight series jed mckay alessandra capuccio rochelle rosenberg obviously moon knight pretty important to me uh this is like one of the smartest uh, decisions for this character since the Jeff Lemire run, and just something so tangibly Moon Knight, yet moving that character forward in such a deeply introspective way that is also the maybe the coolest he's ever been. He's running, like, his own church support network in New York, just hanging out, sitting in plastic chairs. It's a good time. Uh, the Good Asian by Pornsak uh, he did *Infidel*. If you remember that incredible comic, okay. Yeah, this is his new book, which I'm specifically giving out to Levins, because okay. uh this is has the art. Uh, you can just say it's got the art, the cover artist of Hundred Bullets*, which I don't remember the name of that cover artist, but that just gives you the vibe. This is just such a, just a classic, like you know, killer early two thousands philic um cri- uh, crime comic that obviously. Is uh, more relevant with its um, focus on the. Wait, so battle- does it have
4: artwork by Eduardo Riso? or no? Just the covers, I no, believe. Just lead. looks like it. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Sorry, continue. Yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, so this is set in like 1936 with the ban on Chinese immigrants and those who were sort of left in the country, and this big crime story of like death in the Chinatown and the boiling. Problems with the, you know, white American government. Uh, just a good crime story at its heart, while also being intensely well-researched and super hard-hitting. Good stuff. Yeah, exciting. How cool. Comics? Seems they're still doing alright. Even if I don't um, check in on them much.
4: Uh, yeah, I will. I, there's definitely been... I've been reading a few of the... Um, uh, like, a few different best comics of the year and going, like, I should read that, I should read that, I should read that, etc. Um yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot for me to catch up on, but there's also a lot of manga for me to catch up on. So it's hard to uh, it's hard to get in, get in. You know, justify these uh, these non-Japanese uh, comics. Um, so we all, we heard from uh, Rebecca earlier, um, and uh, I forgot to shout out her Twitter account, which is Arbitrary Genius. If you want to follow her musings on comic books, um, and when she was last on the show, uh, she was uh, joined by a friend of ours, uh, Jake Fortier, and they can be found on Twitter at Krakoan Mimosa is their uh, Twitter handle. First of all, we're going to find out if they uh, said all the comics that Chloe just said. If Relying on, on Rebecca and too. Jake here. Yeah, me. yeah. Let's 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 go. Let's find out. Uh, so let's find out what Jake Fortier's uh, uh, comics of 2021 were.
9: Hey, y'all. hope you're having a happy holidays if you celebrate and a happy new year. Staying safe and healthy wherever you are. This is Jake. Just wanted to go ahead and sent a little something over to talk about my favorite comic of 2021. 2021 was a really good year for comics. I feel like we say that every single year because every single year comics just seem to get better. So it makes being a fan even easier. But even with all these great comics this year, the one that found its way into my heart and ended up being my favorite was one that when they announced it, Sounded like a book that was absolutely not for me. The marketing behind it, the creative team, everything about it seemed to just spell out, Hey, this is a book that's not for me. I'm just going to skip this one. And that book is The Joker by James Steeny and the fourth and Gullen March, as well as Francesco Fregavilla on certain issues. And the reason it just didn't seem for me is because, I mean, come on. It's a Joker book. <laughs> Just the very concept of a solo ongoing Joker books is just so antithetical to everything I like about comics that it just, I don't know, I was immediately put off by it. Also, Gullen March is someone whose art has always been, it kind of leans towards cheesecake a little bit more than I like. So it just it was a combination that wasn't for me. But then the book came out. And they tricked you because it's not a Joker book. It's a Jim Gordon book. It just has Joker on the front cover. And it's all about Jim Gordon going ahead and uh, he's been hired by the secret organization to hunt down and kill the Joker. And so it ends up being a book that's about his internal struggle with, hey, should I actually kill the Joker? And it's much more reflective of his life because he's no longer the police commissioner. He's retired and it just gets into... Him reflecting on his life, his life choices, as well as this moral struggle on, hey, is it actually okay for me to kill the Joker? Meanwhile, the part that does focus on the Joker is all about exploring this criminal underworld and fleshing out all of these different things that, of course, they would have to exist in DC Comics in order for other things to happen. But just seeing them get explored is really cool. For instance, they have this whole thing about a resort for villains to basically lie low every time they go up against Batman and kind of fail. There's this resort where they can kind of go to and just kind of hide out and lay low while the heat kind of dies down on them. And just different things like that, uh, exploring the criminal underworld, Gillen's March is art, I kind of shit on it a little bit earlier, but it's some of his career best. And some of the panel work and just shots from it are kind of amazing. I'm sure you probably, uh, if you're a comic book fan, you probably have seen the shot where it's James Gordon at his son's grave while this huge superimposing Joker is stands over him and yeah it was just a really pleasant surprise there's a lot of goofiness to it too there's basically the family from the texas chainsaw massacre in it just as characters that james tinian was like yeah fuck it i'm putting it in but yeah it ended up being a really enjoyable book that i actually really highly recommend if you're a dc fan to definitely go check it out definitely was one of my most enjoyable reads of the year quick shout out to swamp thing as well as my other favorite book but i have a feeling that chloe might be bringing that uh, if she doesn't we out and bring out a bunch of manga. But yeah, uh, I hope y'all have had a healthy, safe and great 2021. And if you didn't, I hope you have a good one in 2022. And hey, the future is looking bright for comics as it always does.
10: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
11: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code
0: LISTEN. Botox Cosmetic, out toxin A, FDA-approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information including boxed warning visit BotoxCosmetic.com com or call eight seven seven three five one zero three zero zero
0: remember to ask for Botox cosmetic by name to see for yourself and learn more visit botoxcosmetic.com that's botoxcosmetic dot com cool
4: um, we are back thank you Jake um, I am I think I'm running out of dumb things. You know what? I've got, I've got a definitely got to. it's just one more. It's just one
5: more off the cuff.
4: Well, I have a few more. I have, I have one stupid one that I can give. Okay. uh, This is a series, uh, unbelievably stupid series that didn't deserve a beautiful hardcover collection. But now that it exists, I'm so happy. And that is fist of the North star story by Buran and art by Tetsuo Hara. Um, legendary violent stupid series essentially it's like manga mad max um like post- apocalypse but there's like guys that have like incredible uh martial art skills that can like blow up heads by by touching them um and uh you know it's 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 a beautifully drawn series but it is it's it's a pretty hilarious just standard violent 80s manga manga it was legendary at the time as was the anime series and the uh Video games and pachinko machines that uh, that that its legacy leaves, uh, but I've never read this series. And Viz this year started releasing hardcover volumes of uh, of it, and they are amazing. They are such beautiful, um, like just like oversized hardcovers with like color pages, but it's one color. So you have like these amazing kind of sheens of red, you know, and you know that when when there's blood, there's blood. Um, it's a beautiful collection. The story is like, oh, sorry, it's not really stupid. It is, it's just very funny. Um, it's like, I guess, kind of you know, broy action. Um, but I love it, and this is a great way to read this legendary series, which inspired uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and many, many other incredible uh, works of art since. You got it. You got one last reward for us, uh, Chloe.
5: I can, uh, I can end this up with uh, the. Love is Still Not Dead Award, because I didn't have a name for this one. This one goes out to Skip and Loafer by Misaki Takamatsu. This is out by Seven Seas. Did start printing this year, so it's on the money. This is another very sweet comedy romance about like a Japanese girl from the rural country starting uh, in Tokyo after sort of like a scholarship. She's heading into Tokyo to go to a sort of prestigious school and absolutely just fucks it up on her first day there, but is sort of saved by the resident sort of loafer, this just not a care-in-the-world dude who helps her out through her first day. And from there, while she's kind of sort of at the bottom of the social rung, it's just about her making friends and having a good time, and which slowly, which I think is to the series' best credit, that these first two volumes are, are out are just kind of focused on those really funny friendships that are being built some really good comedy some really sweet moments about you know teenage life and pressures and only at the end of volume two does it sort of see the the romance that had that always helps you already get invested in it um and it is just i'm just really surprised i like heard it got an anime adaptation so i picked up the manga and i was just totally blown away by how funny it was how sweet it was uh and the art is fantastic it's just like yeah sick romance just real sweet this year so what
4: was the name of that award again
5: uh man I don't remember that far I was like romance <laughs> isn't dead. I think I was just let's go with that that's what I said good award one thank of the you best for was... sure
4: um, actually you know I thought of I thought of one last um, award that we should give out and that is best publisher
5: oh yeah.
4: Um, and I think there is uh, no other publisher that we should really like That, that I, I mean they, they kind of win it every year if you're into manga just because they have the licenses for you know some of the biggest things but I think I have to give a special shout out to Viz Media because not only do they publish a lot of great stuff but for the most part they're their collections and the um, were just so like there's so much care goes into the presentation. You get so many like like a Junji Ito book for example, Sensor came out this year and it's in like this kind of like kind of petite hardcover with a gatefold cover that's covered that's got like um, gold leaf printing for the name and Junji Ito and then the back the back cover as well. Um, which just looks great. You know, I I think, you know, if you're a comic book reader, you're also a collector, but there's so many things that are always vying for your attention as a collector. And I think Viz are very, very good at going, well, we'll put the effort in to make sure, like if you just buy the first volume, you're going to want to complete the collection. Mm. Um, But also they will do cheap ones as well. So if it is like a Shonen Jump ongoing series, um, you know, those are generally like around the $10 US mark, you know, you can find them pretty easily. Um, in Australia, for like twelve, thirteen bucks uh, a volume, which is great for people wanting to get into it. Um, but yeah, I, I loved the the sensor release, the Jinjiido book. I loved uh, Teo Matsumoto's uh, Number Five Volume One, which is not gold leaf; it's like crazy metallic <laughs> rainbow leaf. Uh,
5: it's like psychedelic almost, and it's the way it yeah. appears.
4: I think that's one of my favorite releases of the mm-hmm. year. Um, just just in terms of presentation. <laughs> Um, the, we got the, they, they, they finished uh, Naoki U- Uwasawa's um, 20th and 21st Century Boys uh, They've been putting out the, um, what are they called? The perfect editions of those mm. uh, Which are these great oversized uh, um, soft covers that, that contain two volumes in it And the, the final one of 21st Century Boys Is just such a knockout uh, looking release The front cover is amazing Of uh, the, the, the boys, the titular 21st Century Boys Playing guitar Damn on the front boys. cover Love it. Um, and uh, they put out, like speaking of Urasawa, I feel like all the Asadora um, collections are really gorgeous Shit. as well. Yeah. Um, that probably uh, really I, I, if I remembered. No. Yeah, for sure. Like that that's, that's a, a brilliant series that everyone should be reading. Um I have to dock Viz 1 point though because I got very used to them uh re- re-releasing all of uh, Rumiko Takahashi's work in oversized soft cover format. So the Mermaid Saga books that which we loved this year, uh Maison Ikoku uh both great series that got these excellent oversized uh soft cover with like a kind of semi gatefold like fold out things with extra art on them, just like really nice big art. Um, they've started releasing Mao, which is another of Rumiko Takahashi's um, uh, series. And it's just a typical, you know, smaller $10 uh, soft cover format, which, you know, it's great if you want to get in on, the, on some Rumiko Takahashi for cheap, this exists. But I got kind of used to all of her series existing in this kind of oversized format and hoped to collect all of it. Uh, I still will, but uh, it would be nice if they were all nice and big. Do you agree? Uh,
5: on best publisher or just the, the sad state of mouth?
4: You can say <laughs> both.
5: <laughs> uh, you know, I think I've actually... I might want to give it to Seven Cs this year, just because they kept releasing things specifically to my taste. Uh,
4: That's also know? very important, very yeah. more publishers I mean, to do that.
5: Exactly, I mean, like, there's a lot of great... Skip and Loafer was from them, the Common Rider collections, uh, Super Women in Love came out this year, which uh, is, you know common writer love story but with a lesbian love story between a fictionalized protagonist and antagonist that's good um mm-hmm. you know it's actually been pretty good for all of them honestly uh kadansha has done a lot this year dock them one point because uh there is a manga coming up uh being released next year that uh, has been online you know as in a scanlation format as ranger reject which is a pretty mm-hmm. good name that comes out next year is Go Go Loser Ranger, which is an atrocious name.
4: I love yeah. that. Are you kidding me?
5: <laughs> I won't stand for it, but apart from that,
4: good <laughs> Go, stuff. Go Go Loser Ranger. That's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, I oh, also give, give a shout out to um, Denpa for putting out the Kaiji uh, manga. Yeah. they I think they managed to release one more volume of those. I think they, they, they suffered a lot from COVID delays. But the, th- the third volume of Kaiji, uh, Gambling Apocalypse, Volume Three, uh, comes out uh, in a couple days. So uh, get that, get on that. That's a great series. Um, in fact, I just realized one very important award is uh, the best old series that I read in 2021, uh, because I I do have like this like. Never-ending list of, of you know classic beloved manga series that I'm I'm trying to get through before my life ends, and it's it's been there've been some amazing years. I feel like uh, one year I read all of One Piece, uh, that was a pretty incredible year. Um, last year I think I read all of Dragon Ball, um, and uh, I read all of uh, Kaiji and Akagi. That was when I went heavy <laughs> on on that stuff. That was great, great. Uh, but this year is pretty crazy for my like big series that I read. Um, so I read all of Full Metal Alchemist, I read all nine volumes of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, um, I read Beck, the um, music manga by um, Harold Sakawishi. Um I read all of Revolutionary Girl Utena, and I read all of Death Note, and I'm Almost Finished Berserk. Um, so pretty incredible list of, uh, of legendary manga, and now I have the very difficult position uh, where I have to say which of those is my favourite. Uh, Chloe, do you want to take a guess what was which is my favourite of those?
5: It, it's going to be a tough choice, I think, between Berserk or Full Metal Alchemist, and I can't quite tell if I'm honest. You'd be wrong,
4: my friend. Oh, Very, shit. very wrong, because for me, easily my favourite of those series is Beck.
5: Ah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. That's, very fair. I think that
4: is the most excited I've ever been reading anything. I didn't do anything except read Beck once I got to, like, volume 11. I, and then i think i got i think it's like 40 volumes long the i just found the pacing of that so in, so addictive the story so fun it's a little bit of its time so some of the racial stuff in it is a little dated but not in an overtly bad way i don't think um, but uh, man I, I had such a good time reading that series one um, of the greatest really endings
5: really... when you get to once they get to america and it's just like yep. it, it's a new level of height from there
4: yeah, yeah. It just keeps going to all the festival stuff, they're like oh what a fucking perfect book. Um, I, I have been eyeing off on a $1,000 collection <laughs> of all of the act, the action figures from Beck. Uh, oh, that would be made, so cool. Fuck. They made like, it's all of them, all the band members, and they all have like little plastic instruments, which are way more expensive than the action figures themselves <laughs> because they're full like like, like replicas of, of the instruments. Very cool. Uh, very dangerous uh, if you're an idiot like me. Uh, one day I'll do it. Maybe I'll be, I'll be sad on New Year's Eve tonight, and that's what I'll do. I'm going to do it, Chloe. <laughs> for my 2021 Old Manga of the Year Award, it goes to Beck. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, Chloe, how many Wine Moms episodes did you do this, this year?
5: At least two, but I wouldn't go more than four. Okay, uh, well done. We've, we've, uh, you know, it's either our lowest or our most. It's hard to tell with us. Oh, we do have a best of the year <laughs> coming up. Um Great. Yes, that'll be the end
4: of the end of 2022. You'll put up <laughs> the best of 2021. We always
5: do it first week of 2022. But actually, shout out to Serious Issues Best of the Year podcast on the last day of the year. I'm not sure if you have it edited up by then, but we recorded it on the 31st, and that's yeah. what counts. So ju- just that in case, good. just in
4: case any comics came out that we had to read, <laughs>
5: um, we did it. Just um, in case
4: a, a chapter of My Hero Academia came out that <laughs> that flipped flipped my opinion of it.
5: I <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but. Yeah, one Mums still talking. we got a best of the year. That's just one Mums podcast, anywhere or nowhere, depending on your preference.
4: I look forward to that in the new year. Um, this is going to be the last episode of Serious Issues in this current format. I, I know I may have, like, gotten ahead of myself uh, during lockdown. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to bring back Serious Issues as a weekly podcast again. And I kept it up for 10 weeks. But then lockdown ended and I had to work and I had to take my kids to school and I had to just, you know, be a dad and balancing all my insane podcast commitments. Uh, It's going to be a very different year for me in 2022. Um, I will not be doing a weekly serious issues show. But the cool news is that Joel Zamet from uh sans Pants radio and the, the many podcasts that he hosts uh with sans Pants. he's because he's like kind of like the dad of sans Pants, even though he has no real children you are his children dear listener um but uh he he loved doing the episodes of serious issues he loved an outlet to talk about comics every week and he has decided that he is going to take over serious issues Whoa. so serious issues will not end uh it new will, writer, will continue
5: baby. all new all different it, in a
4: new format and uh i think i'll still pop up you know maybe once a month once every couple weeks as a guest uh, because i will still be reading way too much manga uh, which i'll also be talking about on my podcast hey fam which i host with angus truscott um that'll still be doing two episodes every single week uh because for some reason that one never feels like work but serious issues sometimes can i think it's like when when i'm when i'm reading like a big long series and loving that and then i'm like oh god i have to read something else so i can talk about something new on the podcast um uh, yeah that, that that really feels like work. Uh, but hey if you also liked best best of uh best of 2021 episodes uh you should head over to com and my other podcast there is called All the Small Games and next week we are doing a Best Indie Games of 2021 episode. Uh it'll be my first episode recording with john my co-host in over a year like face to face because we've been doing the entire thing uh of, like over zoom which has just been not the best but so very much looking forward to spending many hours uh in my hot office drinking beers and, and talking about video games with him soon so yeah you can find all of the podcasts that i do over at sanspantsradio.com. look forward for new news about serious issues in the new year courtesy of joel Zammitt. listen to wine mums thank you chloe um, thank you for uh,
5: having me as always you know uh, it's not? been
4: a pleasure. I knew I had to I knew that was like the big thing. I was like, I have to do just one last all manga episode with Chloe. Um and we'll and we'll we'll insert other people talking about uh Western comics so <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> Um, but Hey, I have three more special guests or at least two of them. Uh, I have, uh, the best comics as chosen by Joel Zamet, Jackson Bailey, and maybe Joel Duster, if he gets it to me in time. Um, I did say by the end of the year, and there's technically as as we record 11 hours left of it. So who knows what will happen? Uh, but at the very least I can offer you, uh, Joel and Jackson doing their best comics of the year. And I dare say you'll hear all three of them contributing to serious issues next year and into the future after that. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and, uh, contributing to our community on Facebook. If you want to join it, it's at facebook.com slash group slash serious issues podcast, or you can join the sans pants discord and talk about comics in there. Uh, I really appreciate all the interactions that I have with each of you. Uh, it's been a real fun time, you know, doing this podcast on and off for, how many years has it been? God, like I feel is this six. podcast as old as it's Eight. older than my daughter. So yeah, it must be six six years, six years. Uh this does feel like a goodbye of sorts, but I'll still be involved in the podcast in some way and I'll always love comics and we'll always want to talk about them. So you definitely haven't heard the last of me. But thank you so much. I hope you have an excellent uh New Year's Eve, a wonderful 2022 and I'll see you at some point in that 2022 that is. I look forward to ruining sentences uh many, many more times in the future. Thank you so much. A legacy to you never done to Chloe. Bye, everyone.
3: Bye. There have been many great comics this year, and sure, I could talk for ages about my love of the X-Men, and given time, I will. There was the status quo changing planet-sized X-Men where the mutants terraform Mars called it a roca, and made the claim that it was the capital of the soul system which has pissed off a lot of humans and I don't really know why. I mean, they weren't using it. There's the X of Swords X-Over which I really liked as it was a big bait and switch and didn't give me what I thought I wanted but instead gave me something I enjoyed. Then there's the continuation of what Hickman set up in his Hox Pox run with Inferno with the return of Destiny and a bunch of people learning about Moira is secret and i'm excited to see where that goes some of the individual x books have been better than the others with two i would highly recommend uh the hellions and x factor and so sure i could pick any number of these and say hey this was my best read of 2021 but no my pick for 2021 is a late contender issue one only came out in november and that's hulk by Donny Cates, only because it does what comics do best, and that is to shit the bed right off the bat. You see, so this, is, this is coming off Al Ewing's incredible four-year run on Immortal Hulk, which dealt with Bruce Banner's childhood trauma, the one above all, the green door, he goes to hell, it made Hulk scary and amped up the horror, and it all came together in issue 50, ending with Bruce and Hulk in such a beautiful place thematically. A few months later, if not just the next month, the new Hulk comes out, and they've turned Hulk into a spaceship. And it's that shit right there. That's why I love comics. Serve me a delicious four-course meal, then spit directly in my open mouth. Thank you, comics. I love you.
11: Hey, everybody. Jackson here. Let's talk through some of my favorite comic books that I read in 2021. Not all of them were released this year, but I read them all this year. Um, From Mike Mignola and the Hellboy Universe, I obviously, I talked about it on the show, Sarah Jewell, House of Lost Horizons. You want to see a Hellboy version of like an Agatha Christie uh, sort of story. Here it is. It rolled. Uh, there was also the um, Silver Lantern Club, Hellboy and the Silver Lantern Club, which was released later in the year, is which is kind of a, a sort of Hellboy uh, meets, or it doesn't meet, but he is about the adventures of uh, all the other members of the Silver Lantern Club, such as um, Sarah Jewell and um, Edward Grey Witchfinder. So it was a kind of like a, a bit of flashbacky, a bit of uh, exploring these characters a little bit further in kind of small self-contained stories uh for stories that aren't in the uh hellboy universe I, I really enjoyed night of the ghoul which is written by scott snyder published by best jacket press um which is just a kind of interesting weird spooky story about a lost film and a ghoul of course but uh, i was really good really really sort of um great art Spooky concept, uh, really good read. And then uh, a book that I it definitely was not released in 2021, but I read the first two volumes of it this year, is The King of Flies by... Uh, what the heck was their names? Um, Mezzo and Pyrrhus. Um, it's a sort of black and white, surreal, suburban... Not horror, but uh, I don't know. It's very unpleasant and very strange... Um, just kind of these various characters in a neighborhood intertwining with a kind of unsettling vibe. I don't know how to describe it really. Um, everything's normal, but everything's also absolutely not. Um, so I really recommend, uh, that. I think it's released by Fantagraphic Press. And yeah, those were the, those were the books that I read in 2021. I read a whole bunch of other crap. <laughs> those are the only ones I remember. Happy
12: New Year! Hey, what's up, Serious Issues? It's me, Joe Dusha, and I am here to tell you about the frankly fucked up comics I've been reading this year. So, unlike some of the fucking nerds on this show, I don't really dip that much into superhero comics, at least not of recent, and I much prefer, uh, I don't know, I guess more like either independent stuff, or, to be honest, this year, a lot of manga. Uh, so, shouts to Andrew Levins for... Uh, getting me into Junji Ito because I have read a shit ton of it this year that includes like fragments of horror Which is a short story collection and features probably my favorite fictional character uh, Tomio a man so horny that he fucks a witch uh, Who then immediately cuts his head off and he has to deal with the consequences of that I also read Uzumaki, Giyo and Remina. Uh, so Uzumaki is a fucking classic for a reason uh, Gio I also really, really liked, which is weird because it's not seen as a, uh, I guess like a huge staple in the Junji Ito uh, series, at least as far as I can tell uh, online. And I know again, Levens didn't stay with him as much as me, but I think about it a lot. And if you're looking for, I guess like a way to dip into a long form Junji Ito book, but you don't want to commit to like the 700 pages it was a marquee, I would definitely recommend Gyo. Uh But as for other stuff, I've been reading. I've also been focusing a lot on, I guess, like web comics, um, which, to be honest, like weird web comics and like fucked up joke stuff. That's way more up my alley. So I've been reading a lot of Swan Boy and Branson Reese's book Hell Was Full. Both of those are so good. I love Branson Reese so much. Uh, I read End of the World, which I spoke about on the show, which is a far more depressing, I guess, uh, kind of web comic thing. Um, Don Hertzfeld is an absolute king of this stuff. I'd recommend checking out any of his short films. They're so good. But the big thing for me this year and the best thing I read by such a significant margin and the thing that I usually cannot shut the fuck up about has to be Alec Robbins' Mr. Boop series. Which is, if you're unfamiliar, uh, the story of a man who is married to Betty Boop uh it's i think a hundred it's either 75 or 100 issues uh it is chronicled on his instagram absolutely go and read it he sells four uh hard copies of it as well uh divided into four volumes and i can't get it here in australia and every single day i wake up and realize that i still cannot buy it is a day i'm in absolute agony it is so good and has such an insane payoff and is so funny Uh, I'd recommend everyone check it out, and yeah, whatever everyone else said is their best thing of the year, I also agree. Anyway, catch you around.